Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're very welcome to Thursday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Great to have you with us this afternoon. Let's get straight to business today. We've spoken about this before, and I remember talking with our women with opinions about this on an occasion or two. Social media and all your friends there, and people have loads of friends and contacts and new ones and you name it. You know what I'm talking about, and people post all the time and exchange things, and it is it is a forceful good. It really is. But, you know, when it comes to friends, are people really friends? And I know people have very close friends on social media, but others you'd have to say they're not. They're probably just acquaintances. Anyway, we're going to talk about uh, social media for the next little while with Laura Willow, who's originally from Drahal, living now in Dundalk. Hello, Laura. Uh, hello, uh, Gary. Uh Thanks for having me on your show. Not at all. You're very welcome to the show. So, look, tell listeners, please, your story. Um, you, you Tell them what you did on Facebook. OK. Uh, yeah, so um, I'll do my best. Uh, so I came across a number of posts on Facebook where people were looking uh, for people to hang out with, you know, to socialise with, mm. um, because they were feeling a little bit isolated themselves. So I thought it would be a good idea to uh, put up an advert on Facebook um, just looking for people to meet me for a coffee or to go for a walk with or to go to a social event. Okay. So um, 150 people got in contact with me. Good. And, yeah, so it took me a while to get through to them. I I, uh, I individually messaged uh, every person back. Okay. And then I added them to a group. Right, a messenger um, group. To like a social group I yes. set up. Yes, And uh, they were talking back and forth. I thought everything was going well. Okay. Um, but then when it came to meeting up, they agreed. They said, yeah, of course, we, we would love to go for dinner or for lunch. And, um, you know, some couldn't travel. So I went to their town and their city. Okay. Um you so, know, and at times that would suit them. But yes. So, and we're talking, we're talking, day, we're talking here, Laura, about you, you, you arrange to meet people at Dundalk, Drogheda, Dublin, this type of area along the east coast here. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And um, I, I, I meet, you know, during the weekdays uh, on the weekends as well, and it wasn't just set to any time. Mm. Uh, it was trying to, I was trying to suit people. And I would uh, pick out a restaurant that was wheelchair accessible, that had vegan food, all of it. Like, mm. I would put a lot of effort in. And everyone would say, like, say, 10 people would say, oh, yeah, uh, I would love to come. Okay. Uh, book me in. And then it come to that day. And they'd either cancel at the very last minute that, that day or they wouldn't say anything. Mm. And then they'd say, like, oh, I'm very sorry I couldn't uh, come. Uh, can you reschedule me, set up another event? Oh. So I would do that. I'd say, I'd say, okay, no problem. And then I'd come, and then they wouldn't turn up again. And then I would do, some people would be a little nervous, which mm. I am. Mm. Like, I, I'm an introvert. I wouldn't be, uh, I'd try to be sociable. And uh, I'd meet, try to meet people one-on-one. But then they don't turn up mm. for the coffee. Mm. You know, to call off at the very last minute and say, "Oh, I can't uh, meet you for that for that coffee." We 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 schedule. Yes. 
So it shows you, Laura, what it does. And, and obviously for you, you went to great lengths. You would even reschedule. You did your best. You tried to facilitate people. And what happened at the end of the day was really, uh, you were taken for a fool by these people. Yeah, um, I was trying to, because I, I understand like people can be a little nervous. Mm. And they, they, they might bail out the first time around. You know, yes. They might say, I feel uncomfortable. Uh, and then I'd give them another chance, yeah. hoping the next time that I would meet them. Mm. And then I would bring it forward and I'd say, like, this can't keep on happening, mm. you know. Uh, and then I would just get blocked. Or like, I thought if I brought it forward um, and said it to them that, you know, it is my time as well. Like, mm. I'm coming to Dublin, I'm coming to Drogheda, and I'm taking a lot of time to uh, book these places. Mm. And, it, you know, you need a card, especially in Dublin, you need a debit card to, to book restaurants. Yes, and that. yes. And if people don't turn up, then there's a fee on your card. So, uh, Yes. Yeah, so, this, um, this, this has opened your off. eyes, hasn't it? And it really, for anyone listening today, it just shows you, you know, 150 people, you went to great lengths, you booked, you tried, and it all really fell on, on its face. The other thing, just to mention, and you might tell listeners this, you, you were corresponding with these people and did your best and continued, but uh, uh, quite a few of them quit the group when, tell them what you said, you, you were wishing them well or putting up good wishes, positive little thoughts and that. Some people didn't like this. Um, yes, so I was trying to um, warm people up because each person didn't know who which per- you know who they were in the group. Mm. So I was trying to put up little positive quotes. Yes, uh, just to say, uh, may you have a lovely day. It sounds cheesy, but it, it you know may you have a lovely day and uh, may God bring in good people into your life and that. Yeah. But because of the word, just the word God itself upset a lot of, a lot of people and, and then people um, sent me messages uh, saying that I was enforcing my belief onto people but like it could be anything it could be the universe it could be mm. crystals you know like people talk about tarot cards and um, all of that stuff and I wasn't offended you know yes so you so, you uh, didn't judge a, you, very, you, yeah you didn't judge anybody and you didn't expect others would judge look at I'd often say to someone here even on the air Laura God bless you you know what I mean it's a, something, a turn of phrase and a, a little sign off or whatever so people quit the group because of, of issues like that what about this lady that you went to meet oh my God you travelled a long distance to meet one of these people and uh, uh, you had dinner, you gave her a gift, I believe, and everything went well. And a few days later, what happened? Um, yeah, so I met her on the Friday. Mm. And then... Um, it went well? It went really well. Yeah. I, like It took me four and a half hours because uh, it was on uh, uh, the Pride yes. Day. Uh, yes. The Pride Day. It, it took me longer than I should have you know, to get in. Mm. Um, but I didn't want to cancel just because that's my fault. I, I didn't research it, the date. Yes. So I said, well, I'm, I won't cancel. I, uh, you know, I get my word, I come in. And um, it took me ha- two and a half hours to get there to the restaurant. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we got on really well. I felt uh, we got on well. And then went home then got the bus back to, that was from Dublin, back to Dundalk. And then um, I texted on a Tuesday. You know, I didn't want to be texting her right away. Mm. So I texted on a Tuesday just to, like a positive quote again, <laughs> and just say, uh, I uh, hope you have a nice day. And, and, you know, so there was no reply. Mm. And then at the end of the week then, I was like, oh, hello, how are you? Like, maybe try to get another uh, meeting. And... She still didn't reply. So I brought it up to her. I was like, um, you know, uh, you know, if you don't want to meet up again, that's okay. But you don't need to ignore my mm. message. Mm. Like, you know, not everyone clicks, and that's fine. Yes. And she got on and she said, uh, well, I only use Facebook three times per week. Mm. And uh, I'm not justifying myself to you and block me. Yeah, and I was like, but I put in so much time, like, mm, I, I know. especially a gift, you know, for your birthday, and, yes. you know, four, four and a half hours to get there and from. But, but Laura, uh, can, I, can I ask you this? Couldn't get a text back. Yeah, it, 
look, it's not nice. It's not manners at all. It's bad manners, to be honest with you. But can I ask you this? You know, you did this in good faith and you are, you know, wanting to open up yourself to other people and just meet new people, etc. This, all that's happened, and this is quite recent, is it negatively impacting on you? Um, yeah, because naturally, um, I'm a shy person. Like, I wouldn't speak on the radio. I was asked to, you know, but uh, I, I would Well, here you are with me today. You're with me today. And I know yeah, we have yeah. to twist your arm a little bit, but you're with us today. But look, you know what I'm saying? You know, when you, when, you, when you reflect on this, would it just say to you, look, let me get to hell out of here and not bother and just look after uh, May Fane? Yeah, like, I spend a lot of time in nature and by myself anyway, and I do art and yeah. uh, I like gardening and that. But every now and then, I do like to meet someone for um, a coffee. Yes. You know, because I do like to learn about uh, people's cultures and mm. uh, maybe to learn new skills from them. Yes. And, you know, I, I could learn them a thing or two maybe about art, you know, yeah. uh, history or something. Um but yeah, I, I feel I feel now that I'm a little bit um, more nervous to meet people now mm. because they, they they can when I get a message like the hundred and fifty messages I did get, they were so positive. People really they're like I wanna meet up and yeah. they were going through a difficult time and they said that I would love to meet you just to take my mind off things. Mm. And I said, Yeah, that's no problem, like uh, uh I can meet you and then when it comes to it, then they don't. So, yeah, yeah. It, it has impacted on me. I'm sure uh, it has. I'm sure it has. And a little the, nervous too. Yeah, well, um, well, well, don't be. Don't be because it is a symptom of this online business and world and you have learned it, I have to say, the hard way. The other thing we have to mention, there were a few chancers in there as well, weren't there? A few uh, uh, a few fellas you, you didn't want to have anything to do with and they were certainly brushed aside straight away. That's right, there was. Yeah, yeah. They're there. Crazy messages from yes, the, they're there. From they're guys. there. Yeah, yeah, they are, Lord. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Um, for, for you now, going forward, just to to uh, to look a little bit ahead, it has to say to you, perhaps it's not the way. Perhaps it's the way is face to face in the reality of life. You know what I'm saying, rather than the online world. Yeah, but the difficulty is um, to meet people face to face. If you work like. Uh, by yourself in the job, mm. you know, like like as a care assistant, and yes. you're just going to your client. There's no one else there, yes. so you're by yourself in your workplace. I and know what then, you mean. Yeah. Um, if you're far away, like maybe your family is far away, uh, you know, it's just I don't have that. Um, social life. Yes, I understand. I understand, no. yes. And, and that's as, why I reached out on Facebook. Yes, yes. I, Facebook groups. And, and of course, it is the way of the world today. But unfortunately, you know, it, it's bounced back the other way on you. And I do know you're a care assistant and you you work a lot of solitary work. But the one thing I want to say to you, you, you are uh, very open to other people and other faiths and everything. You were in um, in Africa and you visited the Maasai out there and had a fantastic time. That's, that's right, yeah. I, I noticed um, that even about Ireland, a lot of people that come in that's not from Ireland are more open um, to be to uh, talk with. Mm. And uh, yeah, I lived with the Maasai tribe there and I lived uh, John Ramadan, John, the, there was uh, Muslims there and that. Yes. So you do the, yeah, um, I was there for six weeks, six weeks at a time. Mm. So I went twice. Good. Yeah, and uh, I, I just flew over and I met the group. Yes. In, in Africa for the first three weeks and then I did my own mm. solo traveling mm. um, around and it was, so easy to meet people. Yes, and but you see, <laughs> you was. see, Lord, yeah. that's the point I'm getting to. You got involved with a group. You know what I'm saying to you, and it, you didn't need the online world to take you there. And I, I know what you're saying as well today. It's not as straightforward with the way you work and your family situation and everything. But it does point you to a very important point that it is the human connections of the real world that are 
the real strength in terms of life and living. Look, I have to leave it there for today. I appreciate you telling your story. I'm sure there are lots of people can empathise with as well that have found difficulty in the online space too. And I thank you for joining me and telling us about this. And I wish you well with your connections in the future. Uh, can I just say one thing? Yes. Uh, before I, um, I just want to give the dolls group, draw the dolls group. Yeah. Uh, I found them very helpful when okay. I had COVID. They dropped me off food at yes. my door because I couldn't go out because yeah. I was in isolation. Okay. Um, for you know, for a few weeks, yes. two weeks. Yes. So I just w- I want to say thanks to Natalie. Ah. She, she's over the dolls. She's group. great, Natalie Kelly. She's a very good friend of ours, so she is on the show as well, and she's a fantastic woman. And it's really nice of you to mention them too. I wish you well, Laura. Uh, thanks very much and thanks for having me on. Not uh, at all. Delighted uh, to. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye okay, now. Bye-bye. That's Laura there talking to us about her experience in the social media space. She genuinely reached out. We were looking at this and Louise has been talking to her over the last couple of days about this. She reached out and, you know, nothing. And to be rejected and, you know, led up the garden path and God almighty. Uh, it's just not nice. It's not not mannerly, not acceptable for sure. If you have anything to say to us on the show today, I'd love to hear from you. Have you experienced this in a social media context or whatever? Hi, Jerry. That's a very dangerous thing that that woman is doing online, says Frank. She needs to be careful. And I, I, she understands that herself. And she uh, saw a few colourful characters. Uh, if you knew more about our story, I can tell you, Frank, as well. And it is. You have to tread cautiously. Hi, Jerry. It's Magella here. I really feel for that lady. Tell her I'd be her friend any day. I know how she feels because women are, uh, yes, uh, I've heard that phrase used before, and they can be very hurtful, Jerry. Thanks indeed for that, Magella. And I'm more there on the WhatsApp as well. My heart goes out to that lady, says Dina today. She sounds lonely, and I suppose she is when you listen to her. There's no doubt about that, Dina. Thank you for getting in touch with us. Anyway, we're heading towards news and weather. Top of the hour, two o'clock on your late lunch this lovely August Thursday afternoon with something happens and parachute oh give me a parachute I need it take a parachute and jump you can't stay here forever now my next guest on the show I'm normally talking to him around Halloween time about pumpkins but he has another string to his bow now on the farm Tom Dillon is near Fordstown in County Mead hello Tom hi Jerry. thanks for having me on not at all anyway we'll talk about pumpkins in a moment Ten acres of sunflowers. That's right, yeah. Add a bit of splash of colour to the countryside. And they do. They're absolutely magnificent. How did this begin for you? What started you down this road with the sunflowers? Well, I, I, I grew sunflowers, Jerry, there with, with the pumpkins there to add a bit more colour at the autumn time of year. So I was always, as you know, interested in colours uh, to go with the green of Ireland at the time. So... I like the oranges, the pumpkins, and the different colour pumpkins. And then I said, we grow some sunflowers. And they were a big hit with everybody in October. So I said, we'll have another go or maybe uh, grow a few more of them uh, in the summertime when the weather is nice and the sunsets are good and the days are long. So we've started growing them now for three years for the sunflower farm. So this is your third year with the sunflowers. Ten acres is a substantial amount of ground to dedicate to it. It is, but it really makes a very visually stunning scene for people to see when they come in to have a nice big square of yellow sunflowers. And we also grow some uh, wildflowers as well. So we've got yellows and blues and purples and some pinks. Now, besides visitors, I'd say the bee and insect life is incredible. It's incredible, yeah. When you're walking around there in the... Late afternoon, Jerry, you just hear buzzing of bees everywhere, flies, hoverflies, gadflies, every kind of insect you could imagine. And in terms of the sunflower themselves, are they all in bloom at the same time or do you stagger it? And how long will they be in bloom for in terms of days or weeks? So they're all out at the minute, uh, Jerry, and they'll stay in bloom now for quite some time. They'll stay in bloom for the entire month of August. So you have a full month ahead to enjoy this spectacular scene. I, I, I would assume then now that you're really starting to get into your stride year three with this, do people, I'm making an assumption here, but do people ever come with picture requests? You know what I'm saying? Can they go out into the middle of them, take their pictures, stuff like that? Or maybe people on special occasions want the sunflowers as a backdrop? 
Oh, absolutely, yeah. We get a lot of visitors from uh, Florist. We've had people in touch about wedding photos and they're more than welcome to come. Uh, that's one of the main draws of it would be people to get nice pictures with their family, with their kids, with their small kids and just a little something different to have on because everybody's taking pictures now with their phones, as you know. Mm. And um, it just makes a really, really, really nice backdrop. Oh, yeah. Now, 10 acres of sunflowers is a lot of flowers. Is a lot of seeds when the flowers die off and you're left with the sunflower seeds themselves. What do you do with them? Well, uh, last year what we did, we just left them there and they fed all the small birds over winter and they were very appreciative of it. Well, now you've brought the biggest smile to my face and joy to my heart when I hear that. You've left it for nature to feed our feathered friends. That's right, Jerry. Yeah, well, I like the sunflowers as well. They make a nice break crop. They do great uh, work on the soil, which is a secret passion of mine. They leave the soil in great uh, in great order behind them. They're another crop to add to the farm here so that um, you get a great diversity of crops and a great rotation. And then also you can feed birds. They're great for wildlife and they're great for insect life, which is important to have around the farm too. Well done, Tien. You'll have no shortage of seeds, obviously, if you even harvest a few of them and keep the seeds to replenish your stocks again next year. Um, exactly right. What height on average? Now, you may not know, but my granddaughter, Ava, grew a sunflower. She got a little seed in school, brought it home. I do a bit of gardening myself. We potted it on, put it into a tub, and it grew. And we measured it last week to 125 inches, which was 10 foot 5 inches. You guys aren't that tall in the field, I take it. They wouldn't be that tall. They'd range between uh, 5 feet and then there's some really nice specimens there to be somewhere around 7.5. Yes. They wouldn't be anywhere near as big as Ava's. Oh, this thing, just honest to God, with the size of it, incredible to us when when, when we even saw it. But they're a lovely height that you're talking about there, between 5 and 7 as well, uh, for all different heights of, of, of people. Just come back to the pumpkins for a second, because obviously your pumpkins are on the way as we speak. How's the crop this year? How's it looking? It's looking well, uh, getting some nice sunshine now, getting some nice uh, warmth, which they really like. It's been a good growing summer. I think everything has been doing quite well, veg-wise. So I think they're looking really good at the minute. They're getting into some really nice sizes, Jerry. Mm. Now, if people visit your farm, do you have a, a, a nominal fee to visit? What do they get for their visit? Well, uh, no, uh, it's €5 Euros and that'll get you uh, five stems or it's €15 Euros for family in a car and everyone can get stems and there's some other wildflowers there so they can make a nice bouquet. Uh, there's grasses around uh, around the area as well for people to pick and then we have a bunching station there at the front and you can tie it all up together and leave the bits that you don't want behind and... Uh, just go home then with a really nice bouquet for your day out. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And there's nothing like a sunflower. And of course, we know the national flower of Ukraine. So even more special this year, uh, this time around, Tom. Absolutely more special. They were in the news all year and uh, people were planning them to welcome uh, people that were forced over here from Ukraine is right and uh, we've had a lot of Ukrainian visitors and they've really enjoyed it and appreciated it mm. Well listen good on you you're Fordstown just give us a uh, give us a Google Maps there what's the easiest way to find you? The easiest way to find us will be uh, just to find us either on Facebook or Instagram and Mead Sunflower Farm or find us on Google Maps Mead Sunflower Farm and we are in Fordstown just beside Gurley Church Lovely, lovely, lovely. Good on you. On behalf of the feathered friend population in the Royal County and in the Fordstown area in particular, they're very grateful to you for what you do for them and for the bees as well from the bee population. Thank you, Tom. Lovely to talk to you. Wish you well. And you too, sir. Thank you. Not at all. Take care now. Bye-bye. That's uh, Tom Dillon there from the Mead Sunflower Farm. I just want to mention something that's coming up uh, in the next while. Philip Heary joined me as a guest on this show and I always remember the interview we had and sadly he passed away all too young subsequently. Well, a night to remember Philip Heary is happening in the Headford Arms Hotel on Saturday the 20th of August at 8 o'clock. It's barbecue night and music and all funds raised are going to the Matter Hospital I ICU and Friends of Our Ladies Hospital in Navin. It's €20, Euro, barbecue included. A great night guaranteed. Check it out. Headford Arms Hotel on Saturday the 20th of August. We remember 
Philip Heary, what a great man he was and he did so much for so many people. Louise, I have to answer a question you asked me on the show on Tuesday. You said to me on Tuesday, do you remember, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting you here, you said, what are you going to do at nine o'clock every night now that Love Island is over? Well, Louise... Well, Louise. I know last night was the Wednesday Club. Yes, it was. But Louise, staying with TV, oh, the excitement has begun already for Strictly Come Dancing fans because this very day, Strictly has revealed, or the BBC who hosted it uh, and owned the franchise, the first two participants in this year's Strictly Come Dancing. Every day in Atkinson. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be an irony if that happened? Wouldn't it? And and they b- would both would have different partners. You know what I mean? And the competition. Oh, she'd be competitive. I can <laughs> tell you that. And uh, they, well, it might break up a loving Love Island relationship because you know the Strictly course. You know about the Strictly yeah. course. Mm-hmm. Oh, many relationships have been burst, including Rachel Riley, who married Pasha, one of the dancers. Rachel was only married a year. All right. Left the man. <gasps> went to Strictly Come Dancing. Looked, looked into his doe eyes and it was all over as regards the marriage. <sighs> and she's married Pasha and now, and she's two little girls. It just shows you, you know, uh, love stories begin on Strictly. But the Strictly course, if you ever watch the audience, you should watch the audience, the partners or the husbands, they keep a close eye on them, you know, when they're out on the floor dancing. There. Because you see, they're away with their partners night, noon and morning, mm. practising for that. Sure, it's understandable. Very that close. Close together and it gets sweaty and all that type of thing. You know what? I'm talking about. Anyway, the first two have been announced this morning. Kim Marsh, you'd know Kim Marsh. Kim Marsh from Coronation yes, Street. Yes, she is like the her. first lady announced today and a fellow called Will Meller. Oh, He's he was bad, on bad Coronation guy. Street too and Hollyoaks. Yes, bad fella on Coronation Street, actor. wasn't he? Great actor. Great actor. He's been in Casualty. He's been in a number of things. Hope he's like not in, <laughs> Hope he's not in Casualty because of his <laughs> twist on the dance floor <laughs> this time round. But Strictly Come Dancing is celebrating its 20th year this year. Okay. It really is. And it's uh, it has a huge, huge following, I know, in this country when it begins. So there you are, the first two announced for Strictly. When so does it start? Well, they're recording the introduction show on the 7th of September. That's the sort of a day I know. The 7th of September is recording. So I'd say the week after that, so the mid-September, they'll introduce the couples and they'll have a show. Then there's a break of a week and I think she gets going the last week of September, sort of around then, mm-hmm. and all the way to Christmas, every day of the week, all over the place. Is it every day? Well, it's it on B- every day BBC. Well, week. let me tell you, it's on on Saturday night, yeah. and then the results show on Sunday. But BBC Strictly It Takes Two is on every evening at oh, okay. six thirty Monday to Friday. Mm. So really, it's on for the seven days. And I know on radio, they 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 really get lots of mileage out of this. You know, on radio terms as well. It's all across the BBC radio stations. So I anyway, might wait till I, I, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that's on that's on between now is it that's coming up it's coming up, up soon yeah, I don't know oh, when but are. it's on at 9pm right. every night when it starts when it starts mm. so that's on the way as well for TV viewing but Strictly fans yes today is the day when it begins and when you think of it and it'll just end prior to Christmas this year with the crowning of the 20th year champion so there you have it anyway up next on Late Lunch she has a brilliant observational eye and she is great to us here in Late Lunch because she brings us her observations in terms of Burke's banter. Sinead is with us next. The occasion of putting on a high-vis jacket can give the body a feeling of excitement few other sober activities can manage. It means several things. It signifies that you are up to something. It indicates there is a job to be done. And finally, it tells you today is the day when the plan comes together. Summer in Ireland is local festival time. During the holidays, it is impossible to travel a mile down a country road without seeing a local politician's election poster being recycled to promote an upcoming extravaganza, complete with country singers and prize heifers. Over the years, there has been increasing nationwide pressure to bring in the hay early so fields can be turned into festival sites. You may forget about the second cut, lads, Those bottom acres are needed for a car park. As a country, we have fully embraced putting on outdoor events, whether the child of Prague works as magic or not, and have hit upon a uniquely Irish formula for how these happenings should happen. There must be at least two loudspeaker systems, which will both strive for superiority during the day. This setup will ultimately lead to the announcement about the yoga display 
drowning out the notice of when the homemade jams will be judged. There will always be one driver who decides to park according to its own internal narrative of what constitutes right or left or up or down. This will result in at least 50 cars being blocked when it's time to go home. There must be an aloe vera lotion stand. This one is so strictly adhered to, I have a feeling it might be mentioned somewhere in Bunrocks na Heron. The musical background to everything is country and Irish. Anything else is just silly. I'm a sucker for the whole pride of the parish mentality which fuels these events. Small rural festivals are the outdoor equivalent of up for the match. You already know who will be there and what will go on, but you still wouldn't miss it. The tribal pull is too strong. On paper, the concept really shouldn't work, but most of the time it does. A potent mix of imagination, bloody-mindedness and sure feck it, we'll give it a go. Business experts may scratch their heads and ask, but what's your unique selling point and what is your target market? To which the organising committee answer, we have a ring for it. Cheese made down the road and Philomena Begley on the back of a truck. What could possibly go wrong? Before funding, volunteers or even third party insurance are sought. The most important thing you need to put on a local festival is a brass neck. You must have the temerity to suggest a handshaking, goat milking, medieval cooking hoolie in the corner field will attract the crowds and do wonders for the parish. It's blue sky thinking at its best and most literal. If you don't have the audacity to believe they will come from miles around to pay 10 euro to sit on damp grass and eat chips from a white plastic carton, then you are not a chancer of the calibre needed to stage such an event. Once the idea has been hit upon, the hard work starts. And it really is hard work. Months of meetings, watching the weather reports, emails, phone calls, and for the very brave, filling out funding applications. Dealing with the council, ordering port and watching your most ambitious plans evaporate as soon as some spoil sport mentions health and safety. It's a really long slog getting to the big day, but somehow it arrives and the high-vis volunteers arrive on site early in the morning to mine gates, shake buckets and direct traffic. Wearing a fluorescent waistcoat is akin to assuming an avatar. Yesterday, I may have been a common payroll administrator. But today, Matthew, I'm a festival professional who could give that bearded farmer who started Glastonbury a run for his money. So let's take a moment to salute the high-vis heroes who've all been ensuring we've had a pick of gatherings to go to every weekend. They've picked up the litter, kept gates closed and consoled lost children. They're the ones who said, sure, why not? And only for them, the Irish summer would be a duller and less colourful place. Good on you, Sinead. The Yellow Vest Brigade. Did you tell me once, Louise, that you got into a Slane concert with a high-vis vest on you? Or am I mistaken? Did no, there wasn't me. I carried watermelon. Oh, yeah, no, you did the <laughs> watermelon job. Somebody else told me they put a high-vis vest on and just... If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com.
BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Walked in into his lane concert. Brilliant, brilliant, Sinead. Thank you so much. You're so right. It wouldn't happen, all these little events around uh, the northeast and the country without them. Thank you so much. And I'm sure Sinead will have more banter for us anon. Now, yesterday on the show, Louise, listeners really got, got <laughs> us thinking, didn't they? We got. Mm. Our wrists slapped, didn't we? Well, we got a few little... <laughs> we forgot to mention Glenrow. Glenrow, we did. And uh, then we mentioned the Reardons and somebody mm. else said Talcarone and everything. Bracken. But Bracken was another one. Y- you responded to the soap thing in an amazing fashion. We had the same. We, Louise said to me, you know what? I I think there's something else we, we, we need to do here. Tell them what your thoughts are. Well, just, there was a load of people that messaged, you yes. know, oh, we love Coronation Street, we love blah, yep. blah, blah, we love blah, blah, whatever. And, and they're all going for 30, 40, 50 years, mm. 60 even Coronation mm. Street, I think. So we want people to tell us their favourite character of all time in Soapland. No. It could be 25 years ago, yes. it could be now. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it's all the soaps thrown in there. Mm-hmm. And please... Don't send us your messages today. We want you to think about this, folks. You know, yeah. overnight Use tonight. Use the next 24 hours yes, to have a think. Yes, because we want tomorrow. to hear from you tomorrow because we are... We could have a surprise or two for you in terms of soap stars tomorrow on Late Lunch. Just a little hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink there. Wink, wink. Your favourite soap star of all time. And as Louise mm-hmm. says, from the current day, right back as far as possible. Now, I want Benny to nominate... Denny Crossroads. Yeah. <laughs> Den in uh, EastEnders. Oh or my. Jack and Vera and Corrie. Oh, listen, now you're talking. Now you're talking. But I want to nominate one going way back. Now, you know, I put my cards on the table yesterday. I'm not a soap person, but but for Jan Marr keeping me on the straight and narrow. Oh, I know who you're going to say. I'm not going to say Gail. Oh, you're not. Okay, I'm not going to say Gail. You thought I was going to. I thought yeah. I love Gail. Yeah, I do. I really do love Gail. I have to put her in there in the in the mix. But there has to be somebody else, and they're from Coronation Street. The greatest soap character of all time was Ina Sharples. You don't remember Ina Sharples. No. Well, they, that was the era where they wore the nets over their heads. She had the little net <laughs> on her head and she'd cut you to bits with a look and her tongue. I can tell you that and I know that for sure. Ina Sharples. Anyone out there remember Ina Sharples? She was the supreme soap character. I'll have to say that. I'm saying that based on uh, another era when I heard people talking about her who were fans of it as well. I just throw her in as a suggestion. So who is your favourite soap star of all time? Check out our social media this evening, please. Facebook, yes, LMFM yeah, we put Facebook. Up a post and you can comment, we, you on can it comment there, there as well if you want. No, but we, and if anyone wants to come on and tell us tomorrow, yes, tomorrow. Yes, yes, yes. And we will tell you who uh, wins the popular vote on Late Lunch, the greatest soap star of all time. Who were they in your book? Late Lunch is a bit like a soap opera, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Times. <laughs> For sure it is. Absolutely. That's it. It's a potpourri. You just don't know from day to day. Well, let me tell you this, that I uh, want to head towards our next break with some lovely music. She was a guest of ours on Late Lunch recently. She's from County Mead. She's simply brilliant. And this is her new one. And it's riding high in the charts at the moment. If I ever see you again, it's Miss Lisa Murray. To be dramatic until the other night I saw you dance with her Everything after that is a blur I had to leave Cause secretly I'd like to be yours But I've been hurt before If I ever see you again I'd get these feelings off my chest If I ever see you again I'll tell you why I often 
Yes, Jim Jim's been on to say, good to hear from you, he's in RD today. That not it a great day, Jerry? Good afternoon to you. It certainly is a great day and good afternoon to you too. I love messages like that. All oh, the soap nominations are flying in already. I told you it's not until tomorrow. What kind of students are you at all? There'll be homework for the whole lot of you. You'll get a hundred lines tonight. I'm only joking. Keep them coming to me. Your favourite soap star. We're going to open a poll this evening and we'll tell you tomorrow on the show all about it and we have a surprise in store a soap star with us tomorrow on late lunch but we have a star with us now yes she is the star of organic gardening vegetable gardening in particular Nikki Kyle welcome back to late lunch Hi Jerry (laughs) Thank you for joining me on the show today we're going to begin today with something that you turned my attention to several years ago and I've been a great fan of it since you're one for not going really to the bother of sowing basil or the herby seeds. Tell them what you do. Just remind them again, and it can still be done at this time of year. Yeah, yeah, well, it can, but, you know, it's getting cold. I, I was just going to say, really, that it's really quite autumny very early in the morning mm. and in the evening now. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it was only four degrees last night in my polytunnel, so you've got to be a, a wee bit careful. But, you know, do, do this on, on a sunny day when they've got the chance to warm up in the morning. So you can buy... Um, uh, you know, supermarket pots like basil or um, coriander or uh, parsley. Yeah. And most of those small, so they're about two, um, three, three centimetres, I don't know how big they are, square pots you get. Yes. In. Um, and they will all split into at least four. Uh, don't try to split them up anymore. Don't separate them all out singly. But if you plant those little four clumps into four pots of compost, mm. those will grow on into nice big plants. And you can either pot them on then into big pots or um, plant them out into your greenhouse or polytunnel or garden in the case of parsley, because mm. that doesn't mind a bit of cold. Um, and it's a really useful way to get a good crop of herbs fast, yes. um, particularly at this time of year, you know, because, uh, because of the light, quite apart from the, the cold, things do start to slow up quite a lot yes and i bought two of those little pots i just tell listeners a few weeks back of the basil with such a supply of tomatoes i have at the moment and i split the two pots out into eight other pots and you'd want to see the crop of basil i have now nikki it's wonderful it's amazing isn't it i mean and and the trick is actually to buy this don't always buy the tallest plants Mm. buy the shortest plants you can but with well-filled pots because that means they're actually younger they haven't been sitting with a lack of light for a long time and they'll split up much better. Now, French and runner beans, you would want to see my cobra in my new tunnel, the pride and joy of my life at the moment, uh, the polycarbonate tunnel. They, I staked them, they're going up round the roof, they're everywhere and there's beans hanging from them all over the place. Well, you've got to control them a little bit, Jerry. <laughs> okay, I need to, I need to, I know. Well, I mean, one thing you can do, actually, now with those, particularly now it's getting damper, you know, the air's getting damper, it's getting colder at night. Be very careful not to water them directly on the roots. Okay. Never, ever in the afternoon or evening, always water them in the morning, a little way away from the roots. And when you think they've finished cropping, what you can do, you know, when you've picked all the beans, you think there aren't going to be any more flowers. Um, take all the leaves off. It's a very fiddly job, but snap all the leaves off gently and carefully next to the stem. stem. If you put your thumbnail sort of underneath them uh, and snap down with your hand, they'll, they'll just click off very neatly. And uh, at that stage, they may already be producing uh, tiny little shoots just at that particular site, uh, because as long as you haven't left the beans too long to get too big. Um, and they will actually produce another flush and give you a second crop of beans. Um, you know, give them a bit of feeding and watering again <laughs> to encourage them. And you'll get a, a great second crop of beans by doing that. It's an amazing thing. Isn't the woman a genius? She always has the tricks of the trade and she shares them with us as well. There you are. You can have another crop of your French and, and runner beans by, by doing doing that. Yeah. Now, but, to- that, but the thing to, to do is never let the beans get too big. Never okay. let them get to the point where there's a bulge at the bottom of the pod. It doesn't matter how long the pod is, it's how thick it is and whether there's a bulge in it. Never let French beans or runner beans, for that matter, get a bulge at the bottom. Now, you can only do that with French beans. Runner beans won't do that uh, that trick doesn't work with them. Okay, good advice there. Now, uh, tomatoes, I have to ask you a leading question. I have been hit with some blight on my tomatoes, Nikki. Yeah. What do I do? 
Well, you've probably been too kind to them. They need lots of good air circulation. Okay. You need to take off all of, of the, the affected leaves yes, right now. Yes, I've been doing don't that. Wa- uh, again, don't water too much. I mean, why people think, you know, that garlic sprays and things work, they don't. They're hopeless. I mean, it's idiotic. To, to spray anything onto, you know, tomato leaves need to be dry. Yeah. Tomatoes need a really good dry atmosphere. And at this time of year, I almost stop watering them altogether. Really? Yeah, I do. Well, certainly from the beginning of September. Because what happens, you see, is the egg is, it cools uh, and you close them up a bit earlier at night because the days are shorter. Uh, the air sits around and it's damp at night. And it, if it's muggy at all, in there, or, on the other hand, or, or, on a warm night, uh, that's ideal conditions for blight. Because what blight needs is about 48 hours of, you know, sustained high humidity and high temperature. Mm. Mm. Uh, and then you're guaranteed to get blight. Because I, I saw a really daft thing somebody wrote years ago saying, oh, keep the doors shut to shut out blight. That's nonsense. Oh, no, you blight need... is in the air yes. all the time. And it's only when the conditions are right for it to develop that it develops. So you must have good air circulation, plenty of air movement, keep the air as dry as possible, particularly for tomatoes um, uh, or potatoes, for that matter. Uh, and you won't, you, know, you won't get blight. OK, and I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of the posse then. I've been taking off... Any affected leaves, I see, I just removed them. Yeah, yeah. That's the best thing to do. Um, You know, I mean, if the tomatoes are are affected, take off any affected ones. Just take off anything that looks diseased. Don't water. Keep really good air circulation and that should fix it. Mascotka, you don't side shoot, isn't that right? Yeah, they're a bush. You, you yes. never side shoot. Never touch tomatoes. them. That's it's only the tall, upright, what they call cordon yes. varieties. Yeah, yeah. I have muscatkas, and they're yeah. coming on great. Now, is there's no point in uh, sowing tomato seed, but there is another little uh, trick you have to yeah. go on. Tell them. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you can take cuttings of side shoots now and even if you don't have any tomato plants of your own if you have a kind friend Mm. who's probably forgotten at this stage to side shoot their tomatoes because it's such a busy time of year just beg a couple of side shoots off them stick them in a jar of water and within a week i guarantee they'll be producing roots Uh, and then you can pop those up and go away just as if you've got a bought tomato plants or if you want more plants yourself you can do that but it works best with cherry tomatoes the big beefsteaks and bigger varieties of tomatoes don't work so well and they won't crop as soon but a good cherry tomato uh, will do that really easily at this time of year and it's a great way to get more plants uh, and a crop if you don't have any at all fantastic god almighty you are setting us fair today with all the the advice you're imparting to us now you want to talk about something a little different a homemade grow bag explain please i yeah, well you know lots of people sort of growing in grow bags on social media and they're all peat grow bags and i can't bear the use of peat as you know i grow completely peat free and have done for years so i i you know a while ago i decided to turn a bag of peat free compost into a grow bag mm. now it seems quite an expensive thing to do because grow bags are incredibly cheap in diy stores and garden centers but actually you know they're not cheap because they're costing the earth basically you know they're emitting carbon mm. when they're dug up from the box but apart from that anyway you get a bag of peat free compost you cut uh, a couple of holes in the top you lay it flat you know shake it so that it's sort of the, the compost evenly distributed lay it flat cut a couple of say diamonds or holes in the top um, put a few um, holes underneath for drainage and sit them on a grow bag tray or a slightly larger plant display tray which is slightly better because the grow bag um, you know the peat free grow uh, bags of compost are actually much bigger than grow bags mm. so they grow far better crops too um and this year i actually uh, you know i've done that i did that many years ago but um this year i planted pumpkins and squashes in them and they've gone mad they're flying they've taken over the entire polytunnel uh, and I'm, they're tripping me up everywhere and grabbing me but they're fabulous yes um you know and it's a great way to get a, you put them anywhere a great way to get a crop of anything yes and when the pumpkins and squashes are finished i shall chop them off at the root uh and refresh the compost a little bit with maybe with a little bit of um, worm compost or, or, or uh, liquid feed and i'll plant um and something else you know like like little gem lettuces or or any salad leaves or anything in fact yes in so- them and you can get a great crop that way and you know you can grow anywhere it doesn't matter if you're growing your porch on a balcony yes on a path anywhere so even if you don't have a garden you've got space for a bag of of you know peat tree compost you have and and just to mention that still time to get in the uh, winter veg the green oh, veg yes yeah there's, there's still lots of time um but particularly 
Bloody now, uh, you know, you want to start sowing winter lettuces, um, a, a lot of Chinese vegetables, uh, Chinese cabbage, uh, pak choy, those sort of things. They grow very quickly at this time of year. Uh, and then after that, actually, in, bet- in between them, one thing I did that was very successful last year was I planted them after the tomatoes came out of their tubs, and then I planted garlic in between them. I had a great early crop of garlic in the polytunnel that way. You see, there are means and ways, and and that is really a great suggestion to buy a bag of peat-free compost. It's a great medium, and as Nikki said, you don't need a garden. You can do it in the porch, the balcony, or anywhere where you're restricted for space. Now, I have to ask you this before we finish today. What do you make of uh, the supermarkets? Two have begun it. Others, I'm sure, will follow. Removing the best before dates on fruit and veg. Well, I think it's probably a good idea. I mean, I would much prefer that they actually put a, a, a date on them which shows when they arrived at the supermarket um, for a lot of people. But, I mean, obviously, you know, if you know your fruit and veg, you can see if they're going off. You know, you're not going to buy lettuce that's sort of going all watery and going off in the bag. And, in fact, that would be quite dangerous, particularly salad bags, uh, because they can contain sort of listeria and things like that, which is very dangerous. Um, but, you know, it, it's, if it saves food waste, it's great. But, uh, you know, apparently the most wasted items are apples, bananas and potatoes. Mm. There's absolutely no excuse to waste any of those. Even if they're going off, they can be frozen, they can be cooked, they can be made into all sorts of things. So I think it's a good idea. But I mean, certainly, um, I hope they don't do the same for meat and fish and things like that, because that would be dangerous. Yes. Um, because obviously meat you can look at and you can say, oh, well, that looks a bit green or, or slimy or something. But you can't tell with fish if it's packed in, in fillets. And yes. So it's got to be terribly... Um, you oh, know, yeah. it's got to be very clear that they are fresh. Mm. Uh, but I certainly think fruit and veg, yeah, no problem. Just before you go, a listener's on to say, uh, will you ask uh, Nikki about a strawberry plant? Now, it's either of two things. Uh, yeah. Propagating strawberries, they throw their own runners, you, don't they? And you just uh, pin them into a, yeah. another container yeah. of the soil. Yeah, yeah, they do. But it depends. Um, some, you know, varieties all differ in how they produce their runners. And some varieties uh, of um, ever-bearing strawberries, the ones that fruit all summer, mm. they will only produce runners in their first year. Yes. After that, they won't. Yeah. So, and of course, you know, when you're buying them, they all say, the instructions are, oh, cut off all the runners. So if you do that, you won't get any more runners on a lot of these varieties. So, of course, they want you to buy more plants, but you don't mm. need to. Yes. As long as the plants are really healthy, pin down those runners, propagate more, and you have loads more strawberries. And if it's about leaves, because they didn't specify if there's brownie or discoloured leaves on your tomato plants or your strawberry plants, are you as well removing those? Yeah, absolutely, because okay. they just attract disease. You know, brown yes. bits are dying bits or dead bits. So, you know, just take them off. Don't denude the whole plant. Um, mm. I mean, if the whole plant's like that, then it's probably a goner anyway. But, yes. you know, always keep any sort of uh, tidy up. I'm not tidy in the house. I was saying that to Louise earlier, but I'm very tidy outside when it comes to things like disease uh, and that, because yeah. it's terribly important. Very important. NikkiKyleGardening.com. Yeah. She'll be back in the month of September. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Jerry. Take happy care. gardening, folks. Yes, many, many happy days of gardening over the month ahead and loads there to mull on for everybody. Steelers Wheel featuring Jerry Rafferty on your late lunch this afternoon stuck in the middle with you it's a song that goes through my head and has many times through life anyway Margaret's been on to us to say uh, about the uh, herbs do I uh, keep those repotted herbs indoors or outdoors Look, basil is sensitive to cold, so you get away with them outdoors probably into early September till the uh, mornings get cool, evenings get cool. Uh, parsley makes no difference with coriander as well, sensitive. So if you can keep them on uh, a window ledge or if you have a tunnel or a wee greenhouse or whatever, give them protection, it is better. But you'll get away with parsley outdoors for sure. No bother with that. Hope that is good enough. I do it myself. So um, I'm speaking from experience there. Hope that is a help to you. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Still to come on the show, more about Scylla Black and a cracker of a song. And Brendan Lawler is joining us. What a golfer Brendan is. And he's defending the big title he won last year at Galgorm Castle. Uh, Next Monday and Tuesday, and we're having a chat about that 
in advance. Paul is a big Nottingham Forest fan. He says he's delighted to have the Premier League back and Forest back in the big time for the first time in 23 years. I think they've signed really well, Paul. I would say they'll stay up this year. I wouldn't put them in the bottom three, but time will tell. A lot of new faces and they'll need to gel quickly enough with the Premier League back Friday night. First game, Crystal Palace and Arsenal. And don't forget we have those games on lmfm.ie or the app over the weekend as well. On Saturday in particular, the early uh, 3 o'clock and 5.30 matches. Our bingo, the jackpot, €7,800. And the uh, summer promotion, uh, Nifty 50, continues as well. You could win €50 on our lucky number draw. Books are €5. Pick them up from your local outlets across the North East or you can buy them online at lmfm.ie. And the list of stockists around the North East are on lmfm.ie. Well done to Theresa Ball from Bohormean. Brady Kavanagh is from Dunmo. Martina Caffrey, Yellow Banner and Drogheda. They all won 400. Celeste Abrahams from Drogheda. Kathleen Goffs de Mullen. Uh, they won 200 euro each and there were many winners as well in the Nifty 50. Well done to you all. If you're not in, you cannot win. Now, my artist of the week this week is Scylla Black. And in terms of Scylla's TV career, the Naughties saw her step back as Surprise Surprise ended after 17 years in 2001 with Blind Date winding up following an 18-year run in 2003. After that, she made regular guest appearance on the live of the Parkinson, Graham Norton, Jonathan Ross and Paulo Grady shows. She also anchored Loose Women and appeared as herself in an episode of Benidorm. Yes, she did. In October 2013, ITV honoured Scylla's 50 years in show business with a one-off spectacular TV special. Oh, she well deserved it. In 2014, she was played, Scylla herself was played brilliantly by Sheridan Smith. I'm sure a lot of you remember this one in a three-part drama all about Scylla's life, times and career. Sadly, she was on her own from late 1999 following the death of her husband and manager, Bobby Willis. And on his uh, passing, Scylla's oldest son, Robert, became her manager. And did you know Scylla had three other children, Ben, Jack and Ellen. Sadly, Ellen, her only daughter, died shortly after birth. For my Scylla song today, I return to the 60s and a number written by none other than John Lennon and Paul McCartney for a fellow Liverpudlian. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week. Artist of the Week. Step inside, love. Let me find you a place Where the cares of the day will be carried away By the smile on your face We are together now and forever Step inside love And stay Step inside love Step inside love Step inside love Scylla Black by Artist of the Week Step Inside Love written for her by Lennon and McCartney cracking song top 10 hit for as well back then and tomorrow I conclude my week of Scylla in words and song up next on the show you know him well if you're a regular late lunch listener because we've been with him from a few years ago yes Brendan Lawler brilliant golfer well he's uh, going to defend a big title early next week and we're talking about it next a year ago he secured a really significant victory at Galgorm Castle Golf Club so significant that it moved him to number one in the world yes folks number one in the world and the GD4 tour is back in Galgorm next week and Brendan Lawler is defending his title and he's with me this afternoon hello again Brendan Jerry, how are you keeping those things? I'm really good and thank you for joining us today. Well, that victory was emotional a year ago for you, wasn't it? And so significant, Brendan. Yeah, and such a quick year it was as well, looking back. Just with everything that was going on with COVID, it was a very restricted year and even I think it is a full year now, it's pretty, it's incredible. Mm, it's flown by, hasn't it, the 12 months. What have you been up to? If you summarise your year since then, give us a brief overview. Yeah, so last year was uh, it was a special year. It was um, it was the first year where you could really go at it since COVID. I turned pro at a very bad time and we sort of had two years of nothing. And um, 
we had three events scheduled on the European tour. Well, the DP World Tour it is now. And you were just so, you're raring to go. You've been locked in, no competitive golf. So we had three events. We had Celtic Manor. We had Galgorm and Dubai at the end of the year. And just had to get myself into a mindset of trying to do the best like I could at the events. And uh, thankfully got the win at, at Celtic Manor first. Come back to the home country. And all the family were there that week. And my manager, Niall Horn, was there. So it was such a special week. We were playing at the weekend. And um, thankfully, I won that by four shots as well. So <laughs> it was an incredible year. Mm. One to remember. Absolutely. No pressure next week. You're the man to uh, go after. You love this course. You won there last year. You're defending champion. It's slightly different this year and world number one to boot. Yeah, a bit, a bit of pressure there. But um, <laughs> try, try not to think of the pressure and think of the job at hand. Um, not not the best start of my year. We've recently have a, have a G4D tour, which we are striving for for a long time. So we have a separate tour running alongside the European tour. And we had three events already, mm. which um, hasn't been great. I lost in the playoff of the Porsche and then didn't really feature in the other two. So um, going back to a place where I know I can play well is going to be special. And hopefully we'll juice a few competitive things in me and I can get it going. And it's a huge week, and you guys begin the week off. Then, of course, the pro am happens, and look at the lineup for that. And then you're into uh, the tour, as you mentioned, which you are part of now. One aspect of it, and we have the ladies there and the gents as well later in the week. What's special about Galgorm? Can you tell me why do you like it personally? Yeah, it's just a fantastic place. Even the hotel, golf aside, if if anyone is thinking of going just for two nights. It's The spa there is incredible. The rooms are lovely. But also about the event, um, it's it's just growing every year. It started off as a male event. Then they brought females into it. It was Challenge Tour. Now it's European Tour and LET. So it's growing every year. And now they have disability golfers at it as well. So it's an incredible event. It's so well organised. And as you said, the Celebrity Pro-Am, you have, you have John Terry, Robbie Keane, Greg O'Shea, Niall Horn, you don't get so many stars in one area too often. So it's quite a special show at that too. Absolutely. And I have to give a shout out to Rory O'Connor from Rory Story, some character. Rory. Uh, Rory, you know me. Yeah, Rory. We better mention him. He's there too. But your man, your manager, Niall Horn, is there as well. I know he's a golf nut. He loves the golf. He's handy, is he himself? Good player. Yeah, yeah. this is a special week for him. He, he puts a lot of effort into the business and into the company and, and modest sponsor this week. Mm. And, and run this event as a whole so um, it's a special week for him and he's going to be there all week as well so that just shows for such a busy schedule he has to take a full week off and focus on it it's, it's important to him mm, It certainly is um, in, in terms of weather I've been looking ahead for you Brendan if you don't mind sure an old fisherman like <laughs> myself and golfer I'm always a caddy for me as well <laughs> Jeez, I wouldn't mind I tell you that would be an honour and a half I have to say but I don't want to put you off you have that sorted already and stick with what you know but look I was looking at the weather and it's looking really nice you know into the weekend and beyond do you think you guys do you ever you know is weather something on your mind or do you just say look uh out I go and I just take on the elements wherever they are yeah 100% you do have a look sort of the start well we have to get ready from say Saturday so I'd be looking at the weather from the Thursday before just to have everything in line whether I need my wet gear whether I need the wet jacket or um, but on a on a playing basis it's the same for everybody so you don't worry about it in that way because everyone has to go through the same challenge on the course but more so to be paired to be prepared for the worst of the weather because in Ireland it can rain pretty heavy here and yes. it does disturb everything and, and we saw Shane Lowry so you, you saw it yourself do you remember he was in contention in the States and the heavens opened and really I think he lost that tournament because of the weather that day everyone was sort of caught but let me ask you this Brendan heavy rain strong winds which which is your is the bane of your life or do you dislike both of them equally yeah, I, I don't mind playing in the wind, mm. but the rain is very tough to yes. play in. I struggle a little bit with grip, so if it starts to rain heavy, it can be very tough that way. But um, as again, if it's thrown in front of you, you just have to deal with it accordingly. And um, it's never bright sunshine all the time, but no. you'd want to play in bright sunshine most of the time. But unfortunately, it's not like that. So no. hopefully, it's, it might be a wee bit dull, 
and the sun might shine as well so the weather looks pretty good for the week yeah it does what about the build the, the build up to it because your tournament is Monday Tuesday I take it you get a few practice days now on the run in you'll be on the course uh, doing your distances sussing it out all that type of thing yeah I'm going to go up tomorrow morning so I'll walk the course tomorrow morning and get just little bits of where, places where to miss it and where not to miss it and then I'll have my I'll have my book, I'll have all my notes in my book and then I'll go out Sunday and play a practice round and just see how it feels, play different shots around the greens. Don't really keep a score in a practice round, but just try and commit to each shot as you want to hit it and trying to get some sort of confidence into your game going into the Monday. So, mm. yeah, I treat practice rounds just more of a chilled out round where you drop a few balls here and there, hit from different distances and... Yeah, that's that's the way I'm going to take it. Good on you. In a general sense, while I have you with me, I couldn't pass the opportunity up. Golf's in a bit of turmoil at the moment, Brendan, when you look at this LV Tour and, you know, what's happening yeah. with the Ryder Cup, the captain goes and, you know, there's a lot of angst out there. What are your feelings on it? That's well above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, if Greg Norman rang you tomorrow, would you be excited? <laughs> Oh, it's uh, no golf <laughs> up in the air at the minute. It is, it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. pretty tough for a lot of tours. Uh, Liv's very, very competitive at the minute. And um, I'm not saying it's fortunate or unfortunate, but I'd like to see everyone get together and form some sort of deal where everyone's going to benefit. And uh, I think that's what needs to happen. Yeah. Well, look, at that's in a general sense. I want to just touch base with you today and uh, say best of luck this coming week. Go out and do the business. You've done, achieved so much already, Brendan, and we are big fans of yours, you know, here on LMFM Radio and right across the North East. Good luck to you next week, Brendan. Thanks very much for the call, Jerry. See you later. Not at all. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's the wonderful Brendan Lawler there defending his title in Galgorm Castle. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. We say goodbye to you today on Late Lunch with George Ezra. See you tomorrow, 1.30. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.